Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to, uh, I'm going to say late afternoon, but it all depends where you are, isn't it? For me, it's late afternoon. For you, it could be morning. It could be the end of the day. I don't know, but welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show on a Tuesday. Usually we smash these out at 1 p.m. BST, but I had to be out in London today at that time. So I thought, you know what? I get in around half five. I'll put some rice in my face. I'll put some chicken in my face, and then I'll come onto the magic of YouTube. So I might get a cough I haven't had all day. <clears throat> It's got to be to do with me talking, right? Obviously, my throat is still a little bit sore. And I'll be like, we will have a chat. Why am I? It's just started. Why am I? I'm just off center. <laughs> Let's rearrange that. Also wearing a green top, I've realized, but somehow getting away with it. So that is fine. But yes, thank you very much for joining me. Again, I think it's actually quite a good week for wrestling so far, but let's call it a quiet week just because next week things are going to get absolutely crazy. They're going to explode. We're entering new new waters you know when we do ups and downs tomorrow wednesday morning 2 p.m bst i should say that's the last for, for now anyway that is the last smackdown we'll do on a wednesday for some time that shifts to saturday AEW's going to be thursday gonna have nxt on thursday as well i'm not doing that but still <clears throat> it's going to be mad. It's going to be absolutely crazy. Uh, but a decent episode of Raw, I thought. Shout out to Nick C in the super chat. It gets right in there and says, going live during my lunch break. Perfect timing. I do it for you, Nick. I do it for you. Um, and of course, yeah, let's get the housework out of the way. Simon Meta 316 on Instagram, on Twitter. You can support me on patreon.com forward slash Simon 316. If you are watching on YouTube, there's a link in the description below. If you are listening on audio, you can just uh, actually, if you go into your description, it should be in there. Or you can just go to the website. Again, that's how I support financial. Financially, all these projects, hence why I can get in from a day of doing a bunch of nonsense, wasn't nonsense, doing a bunch of nonsense, come in and manage able to do this. You can smash something in the super chat, little dollar sign right there to your right, or you can support me on Patreon, or you can just chill out and subscribe. That's the thing you can do. You don't want to put any money down, just please subscribe to my channel. I'd really appreciate it. Or if you want a t-shirt, simonmetal.bigcartel.com. Let's move on from that. And shout out Michael Jensen in the super chat. It says, hello, Simon. Hope you are feeling better. I am feeling better. I don't know what's wrong with my throat. <clears throat> I'm going to assume my throat has never properly healed. But unfortunately for me, in this instance, usually brilliant, my job is basically, you know, talking. So it's not like I can ever rest my voice. But hey-ho, we'll move on. But yeah, I thought Raw, given that this is the end of the season for Raw, take six days off and then, and then we get back to it like all TV shows does. I thought it was a really good episode. I really enjoyed myself. Again, usually what we do is 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. we have a chat, and then we all go over to ups and downs at 2 p.m. We can't do that, so make sure uh, either when you're done here or at some point today, you go over to What Culture Wrestling, subscribe to the channel, What Culture WWE, uh, What Culture Wrestling, I should say, and uh, yeah, watch ups and downs. I, I quite enjoyed myself today. was feeling in a good mood, so... Um, you know, you can get my in-depth thoughts there, and you get my in-depth thought here, but obviously we do it in different ways. But the real takeaway, I didn't want to talk about Bray Wyatt or The Fiend this episode. I hoped there was going to be something else I could latch on to. And I guess we could have talked about Bobby Roode versus, uh, sorry, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. But that ties into The Fiend as well. And that's the whole point of the title of this episode. You can look at multiple threads that are now running through World Wrestling Entertainment. And all of them feature Bray Wyatt. All of them feature The Fiend. And can you imagine if I had told you that, <clears throat> say, a year and a half ago, when Bray Wyatt was dressing up as drag? I think it was a couple of years ago. Or even when the Firefly Funhouse skit started in April. Did we ever think we'd get towards the end of 2019? 
And, you know, the guy who would be all over the television product was Bray Wyatt, was The Fiend. I, I think it's incredible. What a turnaround. And what a sort of, you know, leap of faith we should now be able to take when it does come to whoever your favorite wrestler is. Maybe it's Rusev, maybe it's Cesaro, maybe it's Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander. I don't know. I'm not saying it is going to happen to them, but it goes to show that somebody comes up with the right idea and the WW machine gets behind them. You can take over, NWO style. And I thought it was great too. I, I have come away with some worries. I mean, from a, a purely reactionary and ups and downs point of view, I thought the last, this main event, the last segment of Raw was fantastic. Obviously, Braun Strowman versus Seth Rollins, main event, non-title. Braun's got Seth up to do the running power slam. Lights go out and we get all the Bray Wyatt stuff. Now, <clears throat> my big worry about all of this is what we do at Hell in a Cell. To me, and loads of people disagree, and that's fine. That's what life is all about. So many people have been like, you know, Bray Wyatt can't just destroy everybody on the roster because that makes your roster look like crap. And I'm like, well, actually, no, I think he can because that's something we haven't done for a while. I think it actually may make the roster more interesting. But we have now brought Braun Strowman into this uh, rivalry. And if you don't think we have, go and check out um, Braun Strowman's Twitter. It's a thing, you know. And, and all of a sudden, alarm bells started ringing. So if you haven't seen it, Bray Wyatt comes in, interrupts the match. Puts the mandible claw on Braun Strowman twice. He goes downstairs out Seth Rollins. Fade to black. Television show over. Then on Twitter, Braun Strowman's getting mad. Obviously, Seth Rollins. His story arc at the moment is that he's scared of Bray Wyatt, but he knows he can. He hopes he can overcome. However, even if we are putting them in a hell in a cell, which we are, which is designed to keep people out, somebody that could definitely break into something like that is Braun Strowman. So now I have this horrible vision of getting to the main event of Hell in a Cell and it just being a complete write-off as Braun Strowman gets his revenge. And I don't think that's going to help anybody. In fact, I'm so worried about it that I think if we don't just pull the trigger on Bray Wyatt and prove to fans like you, like me, like little Sarah down the road, like Big John, who lives in, in Australia, you know, without putting all our weight behind Bray Wyatt right now when he has such an organic uh, reaction and such a, uh, you know, people were booing Seth Rollins in his opening promo because we're all behind Bray Wyatt. Forget if he's a face or heel, I don't care. People like the character. And I think the reason that people like the character just knows that my green shirt is invisible. Ah, well, <clears throat> something to laugh at. Yeah, I think one of the reasons that people uh, do enjoy this character is because it has grown, it's been long-term, and we've been able to enjoy it the more and more it's gone along. If we just stick to the status quo after building all of that, I can totally see some people going, WWE ain't going to change. WWE is the same old, same old. What is even the point? And I think that's the worst thing. And, and just for what? To protect Seth Rollins? To protect Braun Strowman? These two people don't need to be protected. I've seen Braun Strowman lose. I've seen Seth Rollins lose. You know, the Fiend needs to get up into that category. And the only way you can do that is by ensuring he absolutely wallops Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully somebody just presented with me with a somewhat negative scenario and I latched onto it a little bit much. I really am transparent as well. I could probably change that, but I don't want to muck around with the sayings. It's not worth it. Do I have anything I can put in front of me? Nope, just screwed up. That's why you should never go out and come in and just do a show without thinking about it. Shout out to Michael Jensen in the Super Chat who says, Raw had to step up their game with Monday Night Football coming back to take even more ratings away. Well, that is true, but my worry with that is I don't want WWE to do bad ratings and decide the show must have been bad. I don't necessarily think those two things correlate because as you've just said, the NFL does take a huge, uh, a huge part of 
uh, you know, the audience away. I think they need to stay the course. I think that uh, Paul Heyman probably has far more influence on this than than he has done for a while. I think the show is better. I think it has consistency. Again, we've got these multiple threads that overlap. The Fiend is being pushed. But we need we, we need to have resolutions and we need to have consequences. And we can only do that by sticking the course and not jumping around. But I know, look, obviously I'll carry on watching regardless. But I know from a purely fan point of view, if I take my critic hat off, <clears throat> geez, if I uh, if the fiend doesn't win the universal championship, I will. I feel I feel a little bit like down <laughs> irony, but I would feel a bit down on the product and feel like WWE just doesn't. No, they don't get it. That's a bit extreme. But that sticking to the um, to the plan just because that was the plan back in April is ridiculous and it's redundant. You know, we need to be able to shift. We need to be able to be versatile and we need to be able to see what's happening in the WWE universe and adapt accordingly. And I haven't heard one person... Look, if you're out there right now, please drop me a line. I haven't heard one person say, even if they like Seth Rollins, that they think in terms of the storyline, the narrative, the atmosphere, the experience, whatever, that he should win at the pay-per-view. I have not heard one iota of support for that because... If we just take WWE as a, as, a, as a narrative, as a piece of storytelling, that's the cool story. This crazy psychopath arrived in the WWE, he made his way to the top, and then he won the big belt. Now the question is, who the hell takes it off of him? And that's when you can have some fun. The story, should no story would ever go, this crazy serial killer came, and he went to kill his first person, and then he flubbed up, and that was it. It's not a story. There's no payoff there. There's no twists and turns. It's just a letdown. It's an anticlimax. And that's what... I, just, I don't want to get out of jail free card. Braun Strowman cannot be a get out of jail free card. If you want to put Braun Strowman in there and Bray Wyatt whips all their asses, I'm fine with that. To me, it should be the Bray Wyatt show from start to finish. <coughs> I don't know what is going on with my voice. It's been final day and I sit down and it's going to go. Oh, well, we'll go until we can. Shout out to my man, Jacob Donnelly, who says, me and my friends collectively agree, collectively, that if Bray doesn't walk out as universal champion, we may lose interest in WWE. And do you know when you would lose interest in WWE? Mere four days after All Elite Wrestling has debuted on TNT or ITV4. The Canada deal that apparently they're meant to, they're meant to announce soon. And we absolutely have to stay away from that. We can't. <coughs> you know, it'd just be really stupid, especially because at the moment everything is working out so well. The Firefly Funhouse skits are still cool. Again, when I sit down and I look at the wrestling world and what's trending and what's newsworthy, it's like, well, it's Bray Wyatt again, so we may as well go with what people want. Uh, you know, there is some interest about the Raw and SmackDown sets changing them becoming their own shows, but it fails in comparison to The Fiend who is the most interesting thing in WWE right now. Not all of wrestling, it depends what you like. New Japan are doing their own stuff, AEW, MW. But in WWE, he is the most interesting part of all of that, which means pull the trigger, go all in. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, they had organic rises. Not saying The Fiend and the Bray Wyatt is going to become that, but I don't know. We, we, we will see. We will see what they do. But in terms of this episode of Raw, great start, great middle, great end, all with the Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman tying it together. I liked Rey Mysterio winning the Fatal Five way to become the number one contender for Seth Rollins. Because again, for me, this is another thread where The Fiend has taken over the WWE. That match doesn't finish. Have Bray Wyatt interrupt and have him take out Rey Mysterio. That's another picture for his wall. And then that's a really cool wall, right? Then you actually start to see the devastation he's had on the company. He took out Kane. Uh, he took out Jerry Lawler. He took out Kurt Angle. took out Mick Foley. To go out Finn Balor. I think that's it. There's probably somebody else. You know, that is a who's who. You've kind of got past, present, or future too. And I think that, 
you know, that, that works. And to me, if you are able to have him come out the other side of Hell in a Cell with a title, put him against The Undertaker at Survivor Series. Tie into that whole 11-19 stuff and then have Bray Wyatt win again. It doesn't, it will forget The Undertaker even lost at one point because he's The Undertaker, but will always remember that Bray Wyatt got the victory. And if he can take out Rey Mysterio during that as well, who's also a legend, I just think we're ticking all the right boxes and we're using people's worth and we're passing it across to a guy. I mean, how old is Bray Wyatt? Oh, my wires are getting tied up. I don't think Bray Wyatt's that. It's not like, oh, he's past it. You know, I'd say if anything, this is his prime. This is his peak. He is. He's 32 years old, for goodness sake. This is the time. This is the absolute time to make sure that... Um... So I just typed in Bray Wyatt. WWE, company makes an embarrassing botch with Bray Wyatt after Raw goes off air. I'm not going to say who this is until... Uh, I read. After Wyatt attacked the monster on man and laid the big man down, he turned his attention to Seth Rollins. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. As we can see, Wyatt completely no sold Rollins' completely curb stomps and stood tall even after the former W champion gave it all. What's this? Right, okay, so let me talk about that first. So yes, if you go out there and um, you can find the clip of what happened after Raw, it is really cool. Seth Rollins continued to curb stomp uh, Bray Wyatt over and over again, and he kept getting up, and I liked that instantly. I was like do that in the match and we'll be fine however apparently they i've listened to the wrestling observer today but apparently as per the latest edition of the wrestling observer radio dave Meltzer stated that he loved the finish of raw and revealed an interesting botch took place after this segment he revealed he heard from what people in the building was absolutely comical he stated that after white was done with rollins the lights went out and rollins acted perplexed as if wondering where the fiend had vanished to however due to the fact that the enough lights were still on at the time every oh fuck off excuse my language apparently some people saw Bray Wyatt run away what a waste of my time reading that article of course he ran away he doesn't actually have magic powers give them a break that's not a botch that's just the that's just before it's live performance <clears throat> I swear man sometimes we we go too far Scorpio 85 the super chat says hey what's up Simon the future of wrestling well, Scorpio, that is that is high praise. I don't know whether I am the future of wrestling, but I'll take it. Otherwise, what's up? Not a lot, my friend. Just here chatting about wrestling, talking about my own wrestling career. This Friday in Luton, if you're heading down to Castlefest, uh, UBW is running a show during Castlefest, and I'm on the Friday night. So if you're in the Bedfordshire area, or you already go to Castlefest because there's bands and who knows what else, make sure you come check it out. I'm looking forward to that. My hometown, Luton. Miller's coming back. Uh, shout out to John Morelli in the super chat. And again, if you have just joined, you've got a question, you've got a statement, you want to control which direction the show to go and you want to call me a bald asshole, make sure you drop some money in that super chat and I promise I will read out whatever you write. Uh, John says, Bray needs to win and keep it to WrestleMania. Balor returns only as the demon. The demon is mad that Balor was beaten so easily by the Fiend that takes charge. He runs to the roster to set up a monster versus monster at WrestleMania. I don't mind that idea, John, but I think if we're going to do that, we should hold it off for SummerSlam. WrestleMania is quick and coming around far faster than you think and I believe that if we do it at SummerSlam that's one year since Finn Balor lost to um, lost to Bray Wyatt which means that by that point we kind of got 12 months of dominance by Bray and then if you want Balor to win which I personally wouldn't just my opinion not a big fan of the demon as we've talked about before but then if you do I feel like you've got to you know you've got uh, the fiend slash Bray Wyatt to the point where he can actually benefit from everything that's happened. And even if he does win, lose, draw, has bad storylines, good storylines, there's a botch. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because he's in the upper echelon of people. He is a Roman Reigns. He's a Seth Rollins. He's a John Cena. You know, pick pick the name of the last five, six years that 
um, that you choose. But, you know, I, I, I did enjoy the whole, you know, the no selling of the curb stomp. I think there's something in that. That's what I, I'd have the match last three minutes. Nobody would agree with this. Seth Rollins smashes the curb stomp, nothing. Smashes the curb stomp again, nothing. Bray keeps getting up. He's too devastating. Sister Abigail, one, two, three, new champ. What do we do? Who takes him down? Oh, it makes Seth Rollins look shit, does it? I don't think it does. A non-WWE guy in the Super Chat says, will you ever wrestle a death match? I mean, probably not. Not that I have anything against death matches, but, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not the youngest pup. I've got into wrestling far later than most people would, and I think I should be smart with my body and the bumps I take and all that kind of... Otherwise, I'm not going to have any kind of a career doing this. I'm sure a death match is cool. I'm sure you get a certain buzz out of it, but I don't think that I need to... Uh, Unless, you know, unless the situation really called from it, I'd probably use some weapons here and there, but a full-on death match, don't think it got it in me anyway, but also I just think it'd be detrimental to, yeah, my, my, own, my own progression. So uh, it, it, probably doesn't, it probably doesn't seem worth it. But yeah, so obviously next week, Seth Rollins versus Ray, as far as I'm concerned, Bray's got to beat him up, that's cool. Uh, liked everything with Sasha Banks and Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss and Bailey. Kind of weird because it does negate the tag team titles a little bit. But as I said on Ups and Downs, again, please do make sure you check out Raw Ups and Downs today. Either, you know, I mean, wait till I'm finished here, but you can go now if you want. It's up to you. It's your life. They don't really feel like they're that much of a focus anymore. Um, I think I, I, I said on that show as well, it is important to know that Nikki Cross is now, I can think we can officially say, an NXT success story. You know, she got called up and she's smashing it. So fair play to her. And I do like the Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross team. I would just much, but and again, I don't mind it when you know Sasha Banks and Nikki Cross have got beef, so they fight. But whereas Sasha Banks and Bailey have beef with other people, I really do think Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss need to have beef with the tag team. Like, where is Kyrie? I know they've already lost, but where is Kyrie Sane and Oscar? Where's the iconics? I mean, Peyton Royce or Billy Kay? I can't remember one of them was running after the twenty four seven title this month, uh, this week. And I think we need to start building those feuds again. We need to start building those titles up, especially because the brand split is coming and I'm starting to worry. One of two things happens. Either we kill those titles off and that'll be embarrassing or we have two sets of women's tag team titles on both sides. And I don't think that's, you know, if you're going to continue to treat it like this, I don't really think it's going to be a strong step forward. Shout out to my man, Scorpio85 in the super chat, who very kindly says, I have a good feeling you're going to be a success. That's very kind, man. Uh, I hope so. I never take anything for granted and I'll work for it and I'll put in the time. But if I could, uh, you know, if I could get some kind of success out of it, my new goal is to be mentioned in the Wrestling Observer. If Dave Meltzer guy watched a match with Simon Miller and he sucked, I'd be like, brilliant, there we go, tick that box. My man Jacob Donnelly says in the Super Chat, the attack on Braun Strowman was my favorite personal attack because I was such a fan of the Wyatt family. Did you catch Bray yelling, why, brother, why? I didn't, but that's gimmick infringement. So I'm going to be sending papers to, uh, to Bray Wyatt's lawyer. Yeah, I think that's cool too, because now it's tying into his past, right? Which it kind of was anyway. Seth Rollins kind of ties into his past. But yeah, that, that's what I mean about these narrative threads that are passing over and actually have some depth. You kind of get rewarded for watching the show. If you remember the Wyatt family coming together, you can now be like, oh, sweet, Bray's going up. And that's what, Bray, you know, that's what Braun did on his Twitter. Fair play to him, even though I'm terrified about where that's going to go. He was like, you know, I'm not that boy you just found. So, you know, he's playing up to it. And... If he ever crosses paths with Roman Reigns, I think you could probably do that again too. And once more, if you have you have followed all of that, it's going to make much more sense to you and you'll probably enjoy it a little bit more. Shout out to Jesse Holbrin who says, please wish my son AJ a happy birthday. Well, AJ, my man, if you are watching, happy birthday. If you're watching later and maybe it's a day past your birthday, happy birthday for the relevant day. Uh, but go out there, smash it, enjoy yourself. Party on down, whatever age you are, you only get to be that age once. So make sure you make the most of it. 
And I'm going to assume that you watch my stuff. So thank you very much for that. Otherwise, just a random bald guy saying happy birthday. But hey, that's one more happy birthday than you had before. Happy birthday to my man, AJ. Um, what the hell else happened on Raw? Now I can't remember. Uh, Becky Lynch was fine. She did her thing. Oh, you know, I, I just think Becky Lynch, less is more when it comes to Becky Lynch these days. She doesn't need to do much. Oh, I love the start to Raw when the whole now forever nonsense was all crazy. Let's talk about Gallows and Anderson and the Viking Raiders. Now, for starters, the OC's new entrance, or Gallows Anderson's new entrance, is flipping badass. That is cool as shit. I, I thought I'd missed it. I was like, has this been going on for a while? I felt like the commentator should have made a bigger deal. But the problem was, after that really badass, you know, coming together, I did have a really good match with the Viking Raiders. I, uh, you know, four big dudes just knocking it out of each other. I'm all good with. But then Gallows and Anderson just lost. At the moment, the OC as an entity aren't that great. Like AJ Styles, in terms of like their success in the ring, kayfabe-wise, AJ Styles went out there and won the United States title, but he doesn't really defend it. And he also got his ass handed to him by Cedric Alexander. Also didn't become the number one contender. I just feel like they need a bit more direction. Like, do you remember when Gallows and Anderson were tag team champions for all of 32 seconds and then lost them to Braun and Seth to do a little storyline angle there? I mean, if that's not playing second fiddle, I don't know what is. And now you've got Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode as the tag champions, and Bobby Roode's going after the Universal Championship, and Dolph Ziggler's nowhere to be seen. So sometimes it it, it does fall apart a little bit. But I love the I love that match. I love the OC. Uh, at least the Viking Raiders are slowly sort of climbing their way up the ladder. I've got no problem with that. Um, I just if only the tag team division had a little bit more structure and a little bit more not depth. It's got enough depth. WWE just needs to focus on it a bit more. I think it would be... Um, there's so many good teams that would be able to tear it up. And yeah, somebody in the chat mentioned Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable as well. I tell you, man, unexpected feud of the year. Baron Corbin as King of the Ring is great. He came out with his, his robe and his crown. He's dyed them black. He's got a black scepter. Having great matches with Chad Gable. I don't care who that is. I don't care if it's Chad Gable. I don't care if it's Baron Corbin. All I care is I sit on my couch, my sofa, and I can watch and enjoy. And man, did Chad Gable have that crowd. That crowd was desperate for Chad Gable to win. Desperate. Which is why, in a rarity, when Baron Corbin cheated and twatted him on the head with the, the scepter, that worked. It pissed people off in the way they wanted to be pissed off from a wrestling angle. It got Baron more heat. It got more sympathy for Chad Gable. As long as Chad Gable gets his big win at Hell in the Cell or whenever... It's going to be awesome. And it doesn't matter if Baron Corbin loses. He's king of the ring. And then you've built two people rather than one. But I tell you, credit where credit is due, Baron Corbin's doing all right at the moment. He's something I look forward to on Raw. And I think he gets it. I'm all right with it. AJ Parker in Super Chat says, Nikki Crocs is smashing it also, lol. Nikki Crocs is always smashing it. Good old Nikki Crocs. But genuinely, Nikki Cross is an NXT success story. Hold on to that. Never let it go. My man Michael Kennedy is like, you know what? I don't even want to talk about football right now. Prediction for Manchester United versus Arsenal, which I believe is going down on Monday. It's difficult. Arsenal's record at Old Trafford is not the best. However, Manchester United's season right now is not the best either. I will go 2-1 Arsenal, but I am an Arsenal fan. I know, can't believe it. You hate it. It's football. Um, but I'll go 2-1 Arsenal. I think uh, they score goals. They're letting goals. But I think Arsenal will have more momentum than Manchester United, who are obviously in a state of flux. But you never know. Football is, uh, football is crazy. EC3. Um, I don't know what EC3 has done. Clearly, he's not in Vince McMahon's plans, which is very strange because it looks like Vince McMahon made him and put him in a wrestling ring. Uh, Rusev came out, just absolutely walloped him, which I don't mind. As you know, if you watch any of my stuff, I love Rusev. But it was also a bit strange because we were told in about two seconds that Rusev is not Maria's baby, which had no focus this week. And then you're like, okay, well, why did Rusev come out during that point just to beat up Mike Kanellis? That was never explained. But also, 
to come back, Rusev to come back <clears throat> and not really inject himself into anything major, that worries me a little bit. But again, I'm worried about the past. I don't want to get into it too much. Um, but some people always link me to either somebody crapping over my videos or you know, misconstruing a video that I did. And it happened recently. I can't even remember the guy's name, but I'm sure somebody will go tell him. That's how the internet works. But I did that why WWE dropped the ball with Rusev. He didn't watch the video. <clears throat> and he just claimed it was me crapping on the fact that WWE had dropped his return as opposed to being happy that he had some time off and then came back. Now, the video has nothing to do with that. The video was just a career retrospective leading up to the point when he did come back and he was involved in a comedy angle. And then I would have added this in too, that he was just in a random jobber match. You'd be a bit like, are we really utilizing Rusev to the best of his abilities? Um, and I stick by that. That not it's not even a criticism. It's just a worry. It's just an apprehension. You know, where is Rusev going to evolve to? What's he going to do? Who he's going to feud with? Where does WWE see him? And it's up to WWE. You know, it's his company. It's their company. Do whatever they want. But as a fan of his, I'm always going to be slightly biased. And I got no problem with him beating up EC3, even though there is a part of me that's like I don't understand why Ethan Carter the Third gets nothing. But where does he go now? What's the idea? Maybe he fused with EC3. Maybe this is actually the start of moving EC3 up the ladder. I don't know. But if nothing else, pleasure to see Rusev back. That's, uh, uh, that, that, that's the main thing. I, I've missed him. It was also a bit weird. Lacey Evans right now, I think. Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin have kind of had similar paths. I don't see that many people moaning about Lacey Evans right now. And that's probably because she's found her right place in the card, or at least a place where people are happy with. And it's cool that she's going through the roster. It's going to build up to a big match at Hell in a Cell with Natty. I'd imagine Lacey Evans wins that, and then she does have some sort of uh, you know, domination or some sort of uh, control over the women's division. I, just, I, I was just a bit confused that we took Ember Moon, because I think Ember Moon can always be the, the, um, the counterpoint to Lacey Evans. Lacey can be your heel version of that, and Ember Moon can be your face version of that. Because, and maybe you use this match to do it, I don't know, but that kind of puts a spanner in the works. But if Lacey Evans does beat Natalia, I wouldn't mind seeing Lacey Evans versus Ember Moon in a proper program. So don't necessarily beat her here. Maybe she comes out on Raw, does the whole WWE thing. So it was fine. That thing that Ember Moon did when she was upside down and hit her sort of modified Eclipse, I thought was cool. I just didn't really get the finish. But I like Lacey Evans and everything she did with that cop, as we talked about yesterday, I thought it was fun. And I like it when wrestling's fun. My man, Jacob, not only in the super chat, uh, as soon as I heard Ricochet's promo before the Fatal Five way, I knew there would be a nobody talks like that segment on ups and downs, lol. Jacob, man, I mean... You're not wrong. If you haven't seen Ricochet's promo, I feel so sorry for the guy because he doesn't write that stuff. But he's talking about superheroes and it being his time. It's just really, it's really convoluted. And again, nobody talks like that. A little spoiler for ups and downs. If you haven't watched it, uh, you know, please do, please do go check it out. Yeah, there was two ups. There was two nobody talks like that. This segment was this week, and it's just because nobody would talk like that. And it stands out sore thumb when you're looking for it. You're like, who puts sentences together like Yoda? Yoda puts sentences together like that, but nobody else does. My man, Michael Kennedy, Super Chat, getting right back onto wrestling. Opinions on Rusev's glorious Tash. I mean, it's wonderful. It's, if, if anything could have made me like Rusev more, it's a badass Tash. And he does look like Freddie Mercury, which is really strange. I don't understand how that's possible, but he does. Now, I'm all for Tashes. I love um, uh, Cody Rhodes' back in the day. I loved it when Bobby Roode, then he was Robert Roode, had a Tash. The Tash is an underrated weapon in the pro wrestling scene. Uh, Shelby Lynn in the super chat says, if the slogans continue, I'm turning the volume off. Do you mean the Michael Cole slogans? Or do you mean my slogans? Maybe you mean mine. I don't know how many slogans. Maybe I do. Yeah, but if you're referring to, um, yeah, Michael Cole being like, it's boss time. Are you ready to join the raid? 
the big dog. You're right, because I, I think the problem with slogans, it's a good word to use, is they make the moment feel forced. And the, the best commentary to me is loads of people will say, you know, about Jim Ross, is he was in the moment and he made you feel like you were there with him. And that's how I want to feel. And I understand the marketing machine. I understand that WWE is a different product these days. But I always think the commentator has to be your ears and eyes. Like you're there with them. They're describing the action to you. And when it comes off like social media hashtags, much like real social media hashtags, you know, you look at any post that's got more than a couple of hashtags, it doesn't get massive engagement because mostly people feel like they're being talked down to. And that's the same here. And I know it's not Michael Cole's fault either. He's being told what to say. He's being fed lines, but it doesn't mean that we, um, you know, that we have to, you can like it and you can not like it. For me, it just takes me out of the experience. It reminds me I'm watching a television show and I'd rather not. It's as simple as that. Uh, before we move on from Raw, 24-7 uh, title was just, I thought it was really, really clever. We're not doing anything different, but it feels different because now we can utilize different performers. You know, we gave, we gave it to the female R-Truth, right? You know, those two have been together since day one, this 24-7 title. Carmella rolls R-Truth up. R-Truth's happy for her. You know, there's no love lost there. You're not meant to think he's pissed off. And then who was it? Tamina. I think it was Peyton Royce or Billy Kay. I can't remember now. Dana Brooke and somebody else. They all ran out. And now we can switch it around. And I've got no problem with that whatsoever. Some of those almost really boring. I don't think so. It includes people that haven't been used for a while. You can rest the usual. I mean, you know, the ideal scenario would be Drake Maverick's wife, whose name I've now forgotten from nowhere. I'm really sorry, but I don't like calling her Drake Maverick's wife. It's really disrespectful. I don't remember her name, though. Uh, she should win it, and then you should tease that, but then move on from it quite quickly so it doesn't feel exactly the same. But I liked it. A nice bait and switch. Easy to easy to enjoy, easy to understand, easy to move on from. So uh, someone says, I've missed your others. I, I don't think I have. I think I missed any Super Chats. But I, I will double check. Oh, no, I did. AJ, I apologize. I did miss that. Good shout out. I've never done that before. Uh, AJ Parkin, super does say Simon. Simon says in Flair or Hogan dress up next week, of course, because they're going to be on Miz TV. No, I, I don't like dressing up as Hulk Hogan. I ain't going to get into it. Hulk Hogan, I find it's just my opinion. And you can say whatever you want. People do. I usually get a bunch of crap on the line for it. It's hard to enjoy. I find I find Hulk Hogan stuff hard to enjoy. You know why. We're not going to talk about it. I can't be bothered with the fallout, but I do. And dressing up as Ric Flair is probably going to be too hard. Shout out to Nixie in the Super Chat. Says, oh, by the way, 10, 10, 19. I assume that's when we're doing uh, our Patreon podcast. And again, that's one of the things you can do on Patreon. Cheap plug as it's come up. Um. Yeah, you can, uh, you can come on the podcast and we can have a chat. And they start again this week, finally, after a brief absence. My man Scorpio85 in the super chat says, please bury the scripted promo, someone. There was a rumor a few weeks ago that we had moved on from scripted promos. And I don't know if they're back or not. I mean, the, the Ricochet one was, uh, look, I don't mind scripted promos for the right people. Maybe Ricochet likes scripted promos. And who the hell am I to, to, to say otherwise? The thing is, I don't mean to, you know, use my own thing. Nobody talks like that. And much like we're talking about the commentary, if people don't talk like that, you remember that you're watching a television show. And when you're watching Game of Thrones, you don't sit there and go, oh, Westeros is really fake. For Even if it's for a fleeting moment, you think that Daenerys Targaryen is real. You think that Tyrion Lannister is real. You think all this is going on and someone just opened up a window for you to look through. It's why when the last season didn't appease a lot of people, they got so pissed off because they didn't like what they were seeing through the window. If at one moment they took a step back and went, oh, wait, it's just a TV show, they'd probably move on quite quickly. And, you know, that's what's... And I, I know I've got nothing against scripted promos, but 
that there was you could just feel the lines and i think when you feel the lines it's um it does it takes you out it it just does and I, i'll always stand by that um otherwise than that we, we the aop stuff was good i mean it's the same as last week and yet, i mean the fatal five way was awesome but talking about ricochet again i was just a bit surprised that he went out first but he was never going to win i never i never massively thought that he was going to win so it's hard to... I mean, what kind of order? I, I like the finish. I think Rey Mysterio and taking out Bobby Roode, who they seem to be high on now. But I think taking out Bobby Roode uh, or putting Bobby Roode in that situation, having him the, uh, you know, be the last guy was good. And I think Rey Mysterio winning is good too. I got nothing wrong with either of those. Um, and yeah, overall, great episode of Raw, I would say. Really, really good. Not much to criticize. Well, there's always stuff to criticize, but usually in a jokey way. But yeah, I just, I just liked it. I, when it was all said and done, I was like, I think I really enjoyed myself today. Because I did. I really, really, really enjoyed myself. And now let's get the SmackDown preview up because I know there's a Kevin Owens segment, which of course makes no sense. <laughs> because he, uh, he's banned from WWE. But remember, it is, it is all just storylines. So we've got a... Oh, that, well, this is just... No, that's not what I want. Give me the SmackDown. My gosh, sometimes... WWE, your website is really hard to use. There we go. There's my preview. Yeah. So Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns are going to clear the air, which will be interesting because I can't really fit. I still can't figure if Daniel Bryan is going to go heel or not and team up with Harper and Rowan. But uh, Reigns wants to talk to Daniel Bryan to clear the air and Bryan has agreed to meet face to face with the big dog. This conversation comes after weeks of tension, so on and so forth. After it was revealed that Bryan's protege Eric Rowan was behind the attacks, Bryan had some harsh words for his large ally. This actually says this. Last week, Rowan and the recently returned Luke Harper even laid out Brian, and Reigns surprisingly came to Brian's aid. No, he didn't. He didn't come to his aid. He came to punch the guy in the face that tried to kill him. Ridiculous. Uh, Kobe Kingston is also going to have a sit-down interview. I don't mind these sit-down interviews. UFC utilizes them well, and I think the WWE's been influenced by them. Uh, yeah, but Brock Lesnar sent a beast uh, of a message to WWE champion Kobe Kingston last Tuesday on SmackDown. Blah, blah, blah. You know what that is. Brock Lesnar's on Raw on Monday as well. That's interesting. Charlotte Flair to team with Carmella against Bailey and Sasha Banks. My word, Bailey and Sasha Banks are everywhere. Yeah, Carmella surprisingly came to Charlotte Flair's rescue last week. Is this going to turn into a big 24-7 schmoz now? To stop a two-on-one attack from the SmackDown Women's Champ and Sasha Banks, this Tuesday on SmackDown, Mella teams up with Flair against Bailey and Banks. How will this unlikely pairing work together against a set of former WWE Women's Tag Team Champions? Well, and also Shane McMahon invites Kevin Owens to SmackDown Live, yeah. Shane McMahon invited KO to SmackDown Live to set up the little suit that Owens has served to McMahon last Tuesday after being pronounced fired the previous week, yeah, so on and so forth. Basically, my man tweeted out, this is an important time for WWE and its superstars. We cannot afford to have distractions. Therefore, I am inviting Fight Owens Fight to SmackDown Live. I don't know how that's going to go. <clears throat> Somebody actually won me round to that, um, that storyline. We'll see how it goes later. I imagine they're going to set up his match for Hell in a Cell. And then surely Kevin Owens has got to win and send Shane McMahon off into the distance. I don't know. I don't know. But I thought SmackDown's been good for a while too, apart from the Kevin Owens stuff. But again, I think I've been one round, uh, one round a little bit. Rene Michelle, thank you very much. Someone just reminded me. I do apologize. I hate saying so-and-so's husband or wife. They're real people. They have names. Uh, as a few people are watching as well, if you haven't smashed that subscribe button, please do. You know, lifeblood of the channel. The more subscribers we have, the bigger we can go. Uh, other than that, you know, there's not a lot going on in the world of wrestling. I mean, 
the news today is Matt Hardy turned 45. So happy birthday to Matt Hardy. We mentioned Braun, uh, Brock Lesnar going to Raw next week. Jinder Mahal is going to be at New York Comic Con if you're going to that. Um, there's some stuff with Impact Wrestling debuting on Access, but that was always going to happen probably in October. Apparently, it's going to be Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss next week on Raw. Makes sense. It's the opposite way round to the matches that we saw. WWE has been trying Mickey James out as a commentator and potentially a road agent, so that's cool for her. Steve Austin was full of praise for Paul Heyman, said he's going to turn Raw around. And Kane's got a book coming out. Apparently, there's a tag team title match announced. That's for NXT. Who's the, the Street Profits? We'll see that. Oh, the Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era on NXT. What is going on with the Street Profits? I think it's about time we just put them in a match on Raw or decide they're in NXT. Like I think that we've got to, um, we've got to decide. The, the fact that we keep jumping around the place is uh, is quite strange. Uh, but then that's it. I th- you know the SmackDown tonight will be interesting because you know how does WWE approach it? Do they? Do they treat it as the end of an era because it is moving off Tuesday nights and it is moving away from USA? Or do they make sure it ends with a big bang so that when you are searching for it next week and you can't find it and you realize it's gone to Friday nights on Fox, you're definitely going to tune in. Like, I think that it's... it's a, Next week is such an interesting time. We're going to have so much to talk about. And I don't know which way it's going to go. Like how, I said this yesterday, but I said it again, if people are like, what are you talking about? I'm just speculating. Who knows what that first Dynamite AEW TV show is going to be like? Because if you're like me, you probably think it's going to be like Raw, right? You just assume I'll be like Raw, but it's probably not going to be like Raw. Maybe it's more like Nitro. Is that good? Is that bad? Should it be something utterly unique? How many people are going to watch? Again, NXT did a 1.1. If AEW does anything over a million, game is on, man. Even if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's their first try. They've got plenty of time to build it. You've got to give them something. But people are going to jump on it. People are going to react. You're going to get the naysayers. You can get the whole, you either die a hero or live to self to become the villain. That's just what people do. It's, you know, it's 2019. You can't get away from it. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Shout out to my man, Jacob Donnelly. In the super chat, he says, I'll miss the shame at man Wiggle once he is off TV. It's amazing that work, didn't it? Just a w- I don't even know. It was meant to be like an old man getting frustrated and then it became the Shane McMahon wiggle I like it when that stuff happens that's the best stuff about doing videos much like I guess how it is in wrestling when something just gets over and you're like absolutely wonderful <clears throat> I'm all right with that uh, Barry McHugh in the super chat says thoughts on the Proteus title at progress I haven't watched progress for a while I know that Paul Robinson I believe won the Proteus title um but I'm not 100% let me see if I find out I'm not 100% sure what it's meant to uh, represent just because it's one of the promotions that I'm massively behind on. It happens. Uh, the belt is called the Proteus title and it replaced the Atlas title. Okay, Proteus was uh, okay, seeing Greek. Notable being a shapeshifter who could. Okay, so it's just a new title. It looks cool. And I know they had all those matches for it. Or was it a battle royal or something like that? And it sounded great. Um, a lot of people are down on progress nowadays, I think just because they have affiliation with WWE. But I try not to worry about business metrics when it comes to wrestling. As long as the product's good and I'm enjoying it. I thought, I thought the end of the last show they did sounded great when Eddie did it, Dennis cashed in his, uh, cashed in his title uh, match and won with the help of Mark Andrews and screwed over David Starr in the process. I think there's a lot to that. I think it annoyed the right... I thought, I thought it annoyed the right people in the right way. I think it was... Uh, I think it was intended to do that. Um, okay, so because we did one yesterday and we did one today and there's just no wrestling news whatsoever, we will round off the uh, show today by doing whatever questions you want to ask. You can chuck them in the chat normally and I'll get to as many as I can as and when I see them. Of course, if you ask a super chat, they will 100% be answered. And then I can send you off into the night on this Tuesday to enjoy yourselves, whatever you plan to do. Maybe you've got a little, little visual or maybe you're having a little bit of a party for the last SmackDown on the USA Network. When did the SmackDown go back to the USA Network? Was it 2016? 
No. SmackDown USA Network. You're going to tell me this? No, you're not. <laughs> How could I find... When did SmackDown move to Tuesday? So it moves... Uh, this, is, this is such a waste of my time. <laughs> There's just no way. Can I, fi- I would like to find out when it moved to you. I don't know why. Why do I care about this? Uh, let me find... No, it's not going to tell me. I don't know if it is. It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> so in 2008, it wasn't. Oh, then it just stopped. This is the worst. Is it, oh, it's not. It's a fake Wikipedia. Oh, I don't even care. Oh, wait. No, I found the real one. Now. I was on a fake Wikipedia entry. Uh, I just want to know. Yeah, network changes. That's what I want. Yeah, don't care about that. Smackdown moved to NBC Universal in 2010. That's sci-fi. And then the show remained on sci-fi to USA Network on January the 7th. So 2010. There you go. 2010. Nine years. Holy crap. Where the hell did that go? And of course, as people have been saying, yes, ups and downs will be on Saturday. Saturday. I don't know if that's going to do better or worse. Do people watch YouTube on Saturday? We are going to find out. But I mean, hopefully more people will be invested because obviously it's going to be on Fox and more people can watch Fox. Uh, do you think Lib Morgan is coming back with Bray Wyatt? I really hope not. I think we should keep everybody away from Bray Wyatt. I think that he is a much better character by himself. And I think it's important that we do this. Um, thoughts on Baby Metal? Not my thing. Uh, did you enjoy Kofi's championship reign? I like how you've already he's already gone. He's already dead. He's already out. Brock Lesnar's already beating him. I really, really did. The best thing about Kofi's reign was it was a proper pure babyface run by a guy that got there by accident. I don't mean he didn't deserve it, but it was never part of the plans. And again, talking about what we were talking about earlier, when that happens, it's just the best. And it proves that you never know what's going to happen in wrestling. My man, Jacob Donnelly, who's going to get the MVP of today's show for supporting massively in the Super Chat. Jacob, thank you so much. Uh, I promise I'm going to take all this money and put it back on the show and make sure I do even more of these. What do you think um, AOP should do when they return? Don't want them to be given up on easily like they were last time. Well, this is the problem. They probably do need to go the jobber route because you can't light a fire under them too quick. So I think, yeah, come in, beat some jobbers. Then you beat Gallows and Anderson, I understand. And I would guess that we're building the Viking Raiders to win the tag titles. And then you're going to put the Viking Raiders against AOP. And that could be one hell of a badass match. Although don't forget that Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, if we ever push them as a proper tag team... They're not bad wrestlers, and I imagine with some time under their belt, they could become really, really good as a pairing. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. Simon, do you watch any fitness channels? No, because they annoy me because I find there's a lot of erroneous information, and there's nothing worse than comments in a in, in on a fitness channel. Can you give Sammy Callahan a brown down right here, right now? He's probably watching, and it will piss him off. Sammy Callahan already knows he gets brown downs every single day. Every single day. I got a response for that too, Sammy Callahan, coming to me on What Culture Wrestling, challenging me to wrestling matches. Like I'm going to say no. I never say no. I take every opportunity, even if it ends with me getting my arm chopped off. I say yes anyway because I don't want to be an old man looking back saying what if. Never say what if. Uh, because the fiend shouted Wyatt Braun, do you think it was a subliminal message that you will be next? That's question of the day. <clears throat> I hope so. I will get beaten up by Bray Wyatt. Just going to throw it out there. I don't mind being a fiend victim. I will feel like I would have achieved something massively. It's not going to work for them, WWE or him, because everyone's going to be like, who's the bald asshole that just got beaten up by Bray Wyatt? But it works for me. So, uh, my man, Splitty Booms. 
in the super chat, who may be brand new, I think. Splitty Booms, thanks so much. Uh, Crown sounded uninterested during the 24-7 segment. Seems like they could have all the running herd members be more involved, even if it's comedy stuff, and even if they still keep truth the center of it. No, I agree with you. I think just having a running pack has probably moved past its um, allotment, and I think now they should start doing something. But I'm hoping that's what we're going to do now. As long as we continue to evolve the 24-7 title, I'm fine. Last week was awesome with Kane. But you're right, we shouldn't just have a pack, like a Benny Hill pack chasing. Let's integrate them into the segments. Let's make them funny. Let's make them serious. Whatever you want to do. But yeah, let's make sure they're not faceless. So I agree with you, Splitty Booms. I think that's a really good idea. Otherwise, people will get bored because we have seen it all before. But I do like the change of face. I do like the the twist, the shift. I do think there's something in that. Although, yeah, 100%. Um, it's, uh, you will get diminishing returns. I try and stay away from that phrase, but I say it all the time, like Michael Cole. Uh, how much does wrestling really hurt when there is no injury? Oh, it hurts. And you wake up every day in pain, but eventually you get used to it. Yeah, but don't pretend that it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. It definitely does. Do you want Buddy Murphy versus Alistair Black? I just want either on the back of my TV because they vanished. Uh, I want to see a 24-7 match like Booker versus Stone Cold at the grocery store. I'd agree. Something like that would be cool. And you could keep cutting to it throughout the evening. It would be fun. You could come up with dumb stuff. Totally on board for that. Uh, there's a channel called Buff Dudes where some of their videos are funny skits and the other videos are purely informative, helpful videos. Okay, I'll check it out. How do you think Brock's reign as champion will go? I think it'll be a success because I think on Fox, when it's promoted like a sport and the fact that you know every, the Fox audience knows who Brock Lesnar is, I think it's a really smart move by WWE. And depending what his feuds are, I imagine it may light an ass under the Brock Lesnar character, who is now going to be on Raw and SmackDown for the first time in a long time, in a week, within four or five days, whatever the hell it is. Don't forget that. Uh, would you ever move to the S to the S to pursue a position in WWE? Probably not to pursue it, but if the opportunity was there, of course I would. How did you come up with your finishing move? Uh, I was doing power slams in training, and I just started experimenting with different endpoints, and it just kind of came from that. Uh, someone has provided a SmackDown TV history. Thursdays, April 99 to September 2005. Friday, September 2005 to January 2015. And Thursdays, January 2015 to July 2016. Tuesdays, July 2016 till now. So there you go. We've been experiencing um, since 2016. So at least three years and I think it's nine years on the USA. So... I tell you, man, I'm really excited for next week. I think it could. I think everything's going to get good again. Look at me being optimistic, and I mean um, positive. I know I'm optimistic and positive anyway, but I feel good about this. I feel like we're making good decisions. I feel like we're making right decisions. Uh, someone says, would you wrestle for NXT UK? I'll wrestle for anybody. If I can get there and somebody wants me and it's going to help me and improve me and I'm free, I'm there. A hundred percent. Like it's um it's a cool thing. And again, just as we wrap up, if you're around the Bedfordshire area, Friday night, come down to Castle Fest in Luton. The Friday night is when UBW is running their show. I'm on it. I can't wait for it. I was born in Luton, so there's something really cool about going back to your hometown to do something that really deep down you thought maybe you'd never do. I had that moment the other day. I was walking back from my car after a match and I was like, Man, somehow Somehow I've been able to put myself. It, 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 well, because I worked hard for it as well. But yeah, it's still uh, it's it's still pretty cool, and uh, it's it's. I, I'm looking forward to see where it's going to go. Uh, Brock is resting for the first time on TV in a while. Someone says that's true. I think it's the first time in 15 years. So we are utilizing Brock Lesnar heavily. But hey, man, we pay him a lot of money. He is a draw. He does get people to tune in. So I think that's the best thing uh, we can do. Do you think Bray washes those gloves between claws? I mean, I hope he does. I'm pretty sure he does. I'm pretty sure as soon as he gets back is the first thing he does. You don't want to touch goopy claw after you've stuck it in somebody's mouth. You you absolutely have to you have to wash the claws. Although 
Apparently, I've never, I haven't come across this, but there were rumours, and now I kind of understand it, that Vader never used to wash his gear on a tour. And by the time he had his six, seven match in that gear, everyone was like, I don't want to wrestle Vader. That stuff stinks. So, um, yeah, I, I always wash my gear. I've got two pairs of gear now. I need to get some more. Working on some ups and downs gear at the moment because I'm a living parody. And on that note, I'm going to thank you all very much. My throat is, uh, is being ruined. And also, I'm just see-through now. Why did I wear a green top? What a moron. It's a lie. Stephen D has jumped in there with a super chat who says, you should watch BTE. They had some great WWE jokes. I do watch BTE. I watch it most weeks. I think I've only missed a couple over the last six months. But uh, yeah, I mean, when it comes to being the elite, though, I don't think anybody should feel pressured to do it. There's enough, uh, there's enough content on TV anyway. But no, Stephen, I promise I watch BTE. I watch Raw, I watch SmackDown. I watch MLW when I can. I watch Impact. I try and engross myself as much as possible because I think it's important. Uh, I, I think it's important. So yeah, look, as always, thank you so much for joining me. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316 where you can support should you so wish. We had the super chat. Thanks to you, everybody who always throws money in the super chat. You don't know how much it helps. At Simon316 on Instagram and Patreon. And look, if you're here right now on my channel, just hit the subscribe button. That's all I ask. Don't unsubscribe. But you know, it costs nothing. It's right there. I'll try and deliver you some good content. And when the number goes up, everybody is happy. Uh, and of course, now we are finishing. If you want to head over to What Culture WWE and watch today's raw ups and downs, I would appreciate that as well. But have a good Tuesday, be it the morning, the afternoon, or the evening. And I will chat to you soon. Also, frequently fly in the super chat jumps in there. It says, late, but enjoy. Thanks, my friend. I enjoy you too. Always appreciate it. And yeah, that's it. I'm going to work out. I'm going to go do something for my throat. And then we're just going to have a damn good time. 